0: Well, good morning, and Keith, welcome back to Media Insultant. It looks like we've really pissed somebody off, or that seems to be the case. So why don't we dig into it a little, and then we'll also, on this edition of Media Insultant, we will have another great example of bad management. And on this case, it's some of my bad management. So for for Tuesday, June 29th, this is Media Insultant. Hi, I'm Jackson Weaver, and in the smoking hot Seattle area, we'll hit 108 degrees today. But my co-host, Mr. Keith Samuels, he's always got it together. He's always cool. Look at him. He's got on his uh, polo shirt. He just is in, he's in spring pink. He's cool for this edition of Media Insultant. Keith, you're cool, and it's nice to see you this morning.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Jackson. Gee, I I need to go get my sunglasses, because, you know, the sun never sets on the cool. So, just so you know. Yes, good morning. And I, yes, it's been, a, a, I guess, a, some sort of strange wind condition that's driving these winds down into the Puget Sound area and scorching you guys with some temperatures. And we're just basking in, you know, kind of like high 70s, low 80s. Ho-hum. Yeah, I know. Just another typical day in Southern
0: California. But, you know, yeah. that's why you live there. But, that's why you live there. Thank you. Yes.
1: So, so apparently, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we, uh, it was announced in the trades, radio trade specifically, the industry magazines that cover radio, of, the, of this, uh, this sales alliance between uh, Cumulus and a company that I don't think anybody had ever heard of before called Ad Omni. They ran a big thing in the trades and, and we I kind of bashed the deal. I said, I don't think this. I think this is a nothing burger. I don't think this is a big deal because it was all about being able to sell ads on eight second ads on signs that are attached, electronic digital little billboards that are attached to the roofs of Uber eats driver's cars.
0: But they and, were digital. Don't forget they were digital. So that's where the sexy comes for Cumulus,
1: right? But that's right. They're, they're, quote, digital ads, meaning they're fed remotely to these signs that are running around. And so every eight seconds, there's a different little digital ad that, that either is a video or just a static, you know, ad image. And uh, and by the way, it could also, another sexy word, it's geo targeted. So when <laughs> your, when your Uber Eats driver crosses, you know, City limits, or crosses into a new county, or goes across the street into another zone, your ad disappears and somebody else's ad shows up. But you've geo-targeted your ad, so that's going to be more effective because you're not having any waste. Because somebody across the street's not going to come and buy from your business because they're out of your zone. So anyway, so all this sexiness was going on, and we were, and I was trashing the deal, and uh, I thought you know, it was going to be a big distraction. There wasn't great potential. It was a big, a big nothing. Okay. Just because this Uber Eats out of home offer was so limited and so small in terms of what the potential is for reach anywhere that they have these uh, these cars running around. Well, today, today, Monday, when we're filming this, Cumulus at Omni had top story in Inside Radio about. This deal aligns to complementary media, and Gordon Burrell, one of the most respected industry observers, research guys, you know, on the business side of things, not on the programming side of things, you know, says this has the potential of tens of millions of dollars for revenue for their major market stations and up to $100,000 in annual revenue for their smallest market stations. And I'm, going, I'm pulling my hair out over my coffee this morning, it's driving me nuts, because no one's looked into what this deal really is. You want to know?
0: I do. And, you know, we and, and you know, in addition to all those shortcomings, I think the big thing that we also talked about the other day is it's so difficult for an existing sales staff to take on an entirely new piece of inventory. Yes, they both are advertising. Absolutely. But they're totally different. The logistics and the production and the creative and just the concept sell that you've got to do is going to be different. And, uh, you know, we just, we you know, I, we didn't overly bash it. We just said, this is really dumb. And now Gordon Burrell comes up and is defending it. Uh, what's
1: going yeah. on, Keith? So, well, let me, let me pull back a little bit here and remind our viewers and our listeners and Gordon and Dave Milner and the guys at Ad Omni what this is all about. It's very clear. This is simply about this Uber Eats out of home or Uber out of home powered by Ad Omni, is simply a little... A sales service, a sales network to rep two to 400 signs. That's all they've got in six different markets. Okay. So they've got 200 to 400 cars. If I'm in New York, I've got a cluster of cumulus radio stations that reach millions of people. Right. right. Millions right. of people every week. Okay. And now I'm going to go out and sell ads on top of the 60s and 30-second commercials I'm selling you and the sponsorships and the and the promos and the 10-second uh, uh, IDs and all those things, I'm going to throw you on the top of 200 Uber Eats vehicles. How about that? So give me an extra, you know, upsell. Well, so it's only two to 400 vehicles, okay? That's all it is in each of these markets. And so far, their market list is very limited. This is not a cumulus-wide thing. Not every cumulus station gets to sell this. In fact, very few Cumulus stations get to participate in this exciting opportunity to sell ads <laughs> on tops of Uber Eats cars, delivery cars. Phoenix, Dallas, Atlanta, Boston, L.A., and New York. Now, Cumulus has no stations in Phoenix, so you can cross that market off. They're big in Dallas. Their home market is Atlanta. They're big in Boston. They're big in New York. And in L.A., they have one remaining radio station, uh, less, almost a one-share AM station, KBC, legendary AM talk station with no audience these days, and, uh, and a handful of reps. So they're going to go out and sell all these things. Coming soon is Chicago, okay? And this is all information on the Uber out-of-home website. And so coming soon to Chicago. So they'll have about five markets, six markets, that they can sell these in out of the seven that it's available. So how are you going to make, Gordon, on your napkin calculation tens of millions of dollars on 200 to 400 signs in a major market. I don't care how I don't care I don't care how geo-targeted you could get and I don't care how freaking digital it is. There's not that much there, okay? This is a minute portion of Ad Omni's business. And they make it seem in this article today that you know Ad Omni's got 460,000 digital screens all over America and billboards and 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 car you know, yeah, great. But Cumulus does not get to sell that. That's Ad Omni's business. All Cumulus can sell are the two to four hundred signs on top of Uber Eats, not Uber drivers. Uber Eats, and there, and that's all you've got to sell in each of these big cities. So it's it's a it's there's nothing. It's a lot of fun. It's very sexy, but but really, you know, you're going to look at a bunch of sales staffs. You know, you're looking at sales guys in Boston. They're making a couple hundred grand a year, and you're going, hey guys. I need you to devote a lot of time in your sales calls for the next few months on these Uber Eat signs on top of Uber Eater cars. It's like you what, what? I, I've, got, I've got a two million dollar annual up. I've got a, a, a you know a Red Sox sponsorship. I've, I'm selling the Patriots. You know, yeah. The, how much am I going to get? For this? No,
0: <laughs> and and you're exactly right. And while they consider themselves to be local media, this is this is really a Valpak direct mail kind of a client. This is the kind of a guy who's got a, a gutter cleaning service. This is uh, for somebody who's got a dry cleaning service in, you know, in Delray Beach or something like that. It's, it's not going to be for the accounts that these cumulus salespeople are working with in the markets you mentioned. It's just, just way out of line. I, I don't know what they were thinking. But let me be a devil's advocate for a second. Okay. Let me come All back right. and say they're going to say, well, Keith and Jackson, you guys, you may be right. But we're doing it experimentally because we have to think out of the box. We have to create revenue that doesn't currently exist. So, okay, what do you say to their comeback, if that indeed is their comeback?
1: Well, yeah, and I would say this. I go, look, you know, if this deal had come out where they are actually repping the ad omni inventory everywhere and that this is a giant um, joint venture in terms of adding significant outdoor advertising, billboard, digital billboard signage to our portfolio of of available assets that we can use to solve advertisers' marketing challenges, I'm all in. I'm totally all in. That would be great because Ad Omni's got like six salespeople and a couple of managers. I mean, this is not a big company. This company is built on the fact that, and the only reason this deal exists is that Ad Omni has All of the taxi tops in Vegas. So all those electronic signs you see on on taxis in Las Vegas, these guys sell that advertising. So that's their core business. Is that what you're saying? So, so Yeah, the Uber, it's their core. That's how they built their business. Now they have a relationship with a network of all these other billboard assets that they don't own necessarily. They just have the avails to be able to sell onto some of those digital boards around the country. But the Uber guys are in Vegas. They're going... We need to put those signs on our Uber cars. That would be really cool. Who does that? So they sign a guy, and he calls up this guy at Ad Omni. They're down off the, free, off the 15 freeway, the intersection of 15 and 215 in, in, in South Vegas. And, oh, yeah, we could, yeah, let's do that. So they begin talking in, uh, in, uh, in the summer of 2019, and by January of 2020, they've invented Uber out of home for Uber you know and so okay great so this is like we'll just do this and now Ad Omni's going you know we don't have any sales coverage in all these markets we don't have we don't have people in any of these markets or maybe you know just a handful so let's let's find a radio partner they'll do something and they find they find cumulus and they do a joint deal so for just that minute part now if if milner calls and says dudes guys look this is how this is working this is my toe in the door you got it you nailed me when you said we not we want to rep the rest of their inventory. That's what we want to go for. We want to be their sales arm, and this is our way of showing them how we can do it. I'll get it. I get it because two to four hundred signs to me doesn't make. Why waste my time? Right. Please. Right. Seriously. Right. Go play, go play with it outside. I have no time for this. So I've got to think. If you're, if I'm going to be play along with your devil's advocate part, is that this is just we got our toe in the door. We want to get out there and really do, and really, you know, we want to be the ad omni sales arm and rep all that outdoor inventory, that makes a lot more sense. But I haven't seen that in any of the press releases, and I don't see that happening, uh, obviously, right now. So let's just see what happens. But for now, this is like, the Burrell guys make this seem like there's massive amounts of money for radio to make selling outdoor. And there probably is. That's why Clear Channel's in the outdoor business. But But they don't sell it together. If you're an iHeart radio station, you don't get to sell iHeart out. You don't get to sell Clear Channel Outdoor. No. no, Right? No. No, you don't. Um, Because of that lack of focus, it's a different sell. Even though they think it's the same customers, you know, it's really a different sell. No, it really is totally different sell.
0: And, you know, the same problem exists for this kind of Uber top of the car model as exists for everything digitally. By the time you're done paying your hard costs and sales commissions and they're split with that Omni, how much is really going to be left over for cumulus? You bucks a, a campaign, yeah. You know, so I mean, let's let's be optimistic and say they could keep twenty, twenty five percent, maybe, maybe a top line yeah. kind of a thing, you know, or excuse me, bottom line t- kind of a thing. It still is uh, is so much less profitable than broadcasting, and then the question becomes, well, you know, also, and this ultimately becomes the next question is when does Uber turn around and go? oh, these guys are making some money. We're just going to uh, not let them uh, do this anymore, and we're going to do it ourselves, as Amazon is so skillfully adept at doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that, 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 that may be why it's, it seems, you know, it's maybe it's an experimental, it's like, you know, they're on trial, they're going to see how they do. But I just, I, you know, I know that everybody loves to have everything digital. They love to have all the digital toys they possibly can. But you just keep piling this stuff on a sales staff and, it just, and they just lose focus. They just lose, it's just another distraction, it's another, you know, they gotta explain this, they gotta explain how this works to another advertiser that's gonna take another half an hour or 45 minutes for somebody to get their head around it, and how much do you want me to spend on you? Yeah, if you give me an extra 500 bucks, I'll I'll do a, uh, they call it a 28 day market deal, you know, and oh, okay, great, yeah, that's fine, whatever, great. How did it work? Yeah, well, I don't know, you know. Right, right. And by the way, so, so here's the thing, I'm going to challenge all of our viewers and listeners to keep track of how many Uber Eats delivery cars that come to your house with dinner because you're still ordering off Uber Eats because, you know, you're still afraid of the COVID or you're you're just lazy and, (laughs) and, and count up for the next week. How many of your Uber Eats cars show up with the fully digital Uber out of home digital sign on top? Okay, and we'll keep track because I had two on Friday. I had two on Friday show up here in West Hollywood, and neither one had an Uber out of home sign on it. So
0: yeah, I'd be happy to get feedback from anybody who just saw one. It doesn't even have to be a delivery if you just uh, yeah, are out and, and you yeah, see one, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Our uh, good example of bad management uh, is my turn this week. Unfortunately, <laughs> this is one of my train wrecks <laughs> that I created here. This occurred a couple of years ago. When I was working with a client and we developed a CRM system for the radio station, it was a nice system developed for broadcasters, really sophisticated, spit out all kinds of data. Keith, you've seen these. I mean, you know, I think it's important that we know how long a sales rep was on the phone down to the second. And I think it's equally important that we know what toppings were on the pizza that he had lunch with the client for, you know, so those are really important criteria. This system was so specific and so minute in detail that it was just almost impossible to execute. So as we got into implementing it, I began to discover that the guys and the gals, let me be perfectly clear, it was both men and women on our team, (laughs) who did the best at running and monitoring and working with the CRM system, their sales were declining. And the guys and gals who totally ignored it or gave it just a passing glance— their sales continue to increase or hold stable. At the end of the day, you need a, a CRM system. But my mistake in my bad management was thinking I needed too sophisticated, a sales management mm-hmm. system. And I think there are some great systems out there. Uh, Salesforce is a great program, but, and this was not Salesforce, so I'm not picking on them specifically, but Salesforce was a great program, but it is so... Minute, you're compromising your ability to spend time in front of clients. That's all it is. You're managing the CRM system.
1: I designed one at one point uh, because there weren't any CRM systems, uh, customer relationship management systems, right, that fit uh, a a media sales organization because they don't fit the. There's the customer, there's the advertising agency, and there's the radio or television station. And to connect all three of those was impossible. You could connect the client to the station, or you could connect the agency to the station, but you couldn't track what agencies had which accounts. And so, yes, there are there are media sales specific um, CRM systems that I think are, are terrific. I don't sure. I'm not sure if Salesforce does that, or if you can customize it. I'm sure you can. You need to be able to track your activity. You need to be able to track who we're doing business with, and where we are, and the funnel with them and all that kind of stuff, I get it, and you say you know but it sacrifices that time you spend with customers, but also sacrifices the time you spend thinking about your customers, observing what they're doing, understanding what their challenges are, being in their business, being a customer, seeing where they're you know they're not performing well, uh, understanding who their competition is, you know all those kinds of things you need to be thinking about. But if all you're doing is you're, 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 and by the way is keeping track of data that doesn't really matter to the sales process, but it's what the CRM system demands, then you're you're wasting a lot of time. But the other part that's become the evil in these CRM implementations is the playbook, right? So now we have CRM, and all the CRM guys have all said, yeah. Now that you've got your CRM in, you've got to get your playbook in place. Well, what is that? Well, it's the only way you're going to be able to tell if someone's living up to the KPIs or doing, you know, enough activity. So now it's you've got to be making ten cold calls a day. You've got to be making four proposals a day. You have to have five asks. You have to have six CNAs. You know, you got to do all these kinds of things. And I ask the question: Well, what happens if I uncover a great lead that needs to spend that has two million dollars to spend, and I need to spend two or three weeks? Doing several needs analysis, uh, uh, meeting different managers and different buying influences and putting together some terrific customized ideas and a great proposal that, you know, is already dealing with the needs we've identified and they've talked about. I've 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 done a kind of a I've tested the ideas with them. They already like the ideas I'm gonna run by them, so it's not gonna be a surprise. You know, that could take two or three weeks or a month, and I could get a two million I could get a two million dollar order for the next Next year, but you're not you're not living up to your CRM. You're dropping off. You did you you are on probation for a month because you didn't do eight cold calls. You didn't do five asks. You did yeah. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make my budget with just this one deal. Right. Doesn't right. matter because the CRM police at headquarters are checking your activity, Jackson, and you're falling behind, buddy. So well, and
0: that's that's the fallacy crazy. of it. And and I don't want to turn this into a commercial, but we did uh, shift to a different CRM system called uh, Rumpel out of Utah. It's very broadcast centric, it's really simple, it takes 30 minutes a a week for an AE. Yeah, you aren't gonna know what the pizza toppings were on the lunch choice, but it really, in my experience, worked well. So I I guess that's just another example of uh, when we uh, have some bad management, we learn some lessons and hopefully we pass them along. Well, we're going into the lazy days of summer, Keith, but we still have all kinds of things to talk about. So why don't we do this again on Thursday? We can talk a little bit about Ron Stone and why Adam's may be getting out of the radio business and maybe a couple of mm-hmm. other topics. So let's do it. And uh, we're right now on YouTube, but we also are on what podcasting platforms for just the audio version.
1: Oh yeah, we're on, we're everywhere. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on uh, iHeart. We're everywhere you look for a podcast, audio podcast. We're there. I prefer Apple because I'm I I've got an iPhone and a Mac, so that's where I go. But wherever you go, we'll be there. You can uh, download us and listen to us. Now is that you're going back to work once in a while? Hey, who better to fire up your day than uh, listen to, to us two guys on your way on your way to the, on your way to, the, way to work? Right. So there you go.
0: All right, I'm going to go see if I can sweat it out, and uh, I'm going to. I'll see you on Thursday when we'll pick this up again. Thanks, Keith. Have a great week, buddy. Take care,
1: Jackson. See you later. Bye bye.